Welcome to Jumping Around, a steeplechase podcast from thisishorseracing.com. I'm Joe Clancy, and in this edition, we talk to top steeplechase jockey Jack Doyle. If you even loosely follow American Jump Racing, you know his name. The 28-year-old Irishman has won almost 50 races in the last five seasons and annually ranks among the top jockeys on the circuit. While riding for his main employer, Elizabeth Voss, and other trainers, Doyle has partnered with the likes of Bob LeBeau, Macari, Ronak, Demonstrative, and current stakes horses, Modem, and Lionel. Doyle's father, Pat, is a top point-to-point trainer in Ireland, so racing was always in his blood. He was champion novice point-to-point rider in Ireland as a teenager and rode for top English trainers Alan King and Emma Lavelle before taking his first American ride in 2014. Since then, he's been a regular in the top five. Doyle jumped out to a quick start in 2018, winning with seven of his first 20 mounts, including a triple at April's Middleburg Spring Races with Lionel, Andy Amu, and Really Ready. Doyle heads to the spring's richest stop, Nashville's Iroquois Steeplechase, on May 12th, with several important mounts. In early May, he stopped by the office at Fair Hill to talk about how he got here. All right, uh, our guest today on Jumping Around is uh, jump jockey Jack Doyle. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Well, everybody's seen your name in the program and uh, seen you winning a lot of races this year. And um, just on this year, start with that. I mean, you got to be happy with the way things started. Yeah, it's been a great start. We obviously sent some horses down to Camden this year. Elizabeth did, so they've been running great. While I was down there, I was lucky enough to get on a couple for Shepherd and for Jonathan Shepherd. Yeah, it's just it's just been working out well so far. Um, hopefully, you can keep going this way. So you skipped the Maryland ice storms and went to Camden. <laughs> yeah, I, I I was at home in Ireland for the winter and came straight back and went straight down to Camden. So wasn't too bad. I wasn't complaining about it. No, definitely not. Well, um, touch on it. You had a you had a good day at Middleburg and uh, everybody saw Lionel win the Temple Guathme. What kind of horse is that? And what kind of it looked like a great race watching it on on video. I was not there, but watching you do it, he looked like you did it very professionally. Yeah, he's a he's a horse I've always held very highly from the first day I've got on him. He's been a little bit immature mentally and maybe physically. It's just taken him a while to get to to this stage, but we always believed he was going to be very nice. Thankfully, he's starting to starting to show it. So, yeah, the race panned out perfect. He, he's after growing up mentally a bit and he settles now and he can just kind of put him wherever you want in a race. He jumped super. When he got to the front, he didn't do a lot. Um, he still had a bit left, so that, that was nice as well. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And uh, th- that kind of course is a race when it unfolds for the horse. It's kind of it-, it can go really well for them there. Yeah, it can. It's it's the kind of course if, if a horse doesn't handle it around there, you're kind of up and down and turning the whole time. If a horse isn't traveling, it's it's not nice. But when they travel like that, to be fair, most races when they travel like that, um, it just makes your life a lot easier. Yeah, that that uh, Glenwood Park race course at Middleburg, it's fun to watch. From a spectator point of view, it's yeah. kind of fun to watch, and you can watch you guys sort of work out a trip or try to because there's a little bit of – you got your horse has to be kind of handy because there's a little bit of turning and yeah. undulating and hills yeah. and things. Yeah, they definitely have to be pretty good on their feet around there, good balanced horse is what you need. But um, I generally think it, it's a pretty fair race course. The best horse usually wins. Um, usually them big open tracks that the best horse will win around there. Yeah. Um, the races always seem to pan out fair. They go a nice, a nice gallop. And uh, as I say, on him it worked out pretty good anyway. And uh, that was his first uh, real stakes win. What kind of what kind of horse is he? I mean, you think he's a horse who can progress up to the next level? Yeah, I definitely think so. Like He's hard to place because he's probably not the fastest horse in the world. He's got a good cruising speed, but... Ideally, he wants two and a half miles, and there's there's not that many of them races in this country. 
But now that he's he's maturing a bit, like I think the plan is maybe to go to Radnor now, which is I think it's two three there maybe. But he broke his maiden there. We're kind of stuck with places to go with him unless he's not really a, he's not really a summer track horse. So there's only really there for the rest of this season. And yeah, I think he, I, I I think he could turn into a Grade One horse. Iroquois would be made from this time next year. It's probably a step too far at the moment. And we've obviously got Modem as well, so yeah, you brought him up. So let's talk about him. He's uh, coming up to his uh, to his 2018 debut in the Iroquois, and I guess you're going to run him on the flat at Winnetour first. Yeah, he's in on the flat. I presume he's going to run. I haven't heard that he's not. Yeah, he's a pretty cool little horse. Like since he came over, he's he's done nothing wrong without winning a race. He just goes out and runs his race. He's very straightforward. He's actually rode him a little bit of work this morning, and he's not a horse that would blow you away in a bit of work he just kind of does what he has to so modem again and we'll back up a little bit he ran four times last year in america all grade ones was second every time and was as consistent as anybody unfortunately just didn't get a win or a championship couldn't get a win yeah i I think looking back at far hills to all the way jose and mr hoff stuff kind of got their own way in front a little bit and it I think he's probably a better horse than them. He he gave them weight all year and beat them. They just didn't go that quick in front. It didn't set it set up for them a lot better than it set up for us. That no complete like on the day the best horse won the race. I had a great trip. I just wish it come a little bit faster. It suited me better. But yeah, like he just keeps whatever we ask him to do, he goes and does. As I say, he gave a lot of weight away all year until Far Hills. So hopefully we can get a great one out of him this year. Yeah, what's he what's he like? He watching him run, he doesn't look like a very big horse, but he looks like he digs in and tries whenever you need him to. Yeah, no, he tries very hard. He's not he's not very big at all. But as I say, like he can put him anywhere in a race. He jumps, he travels. Actually the first day I rode him in the Smithwick. He didn't travel at all. He was he hadn't been long over, and I think he just he did improve all year at home anyway. And he looks a lot better this year. I could have pulled him up after a mile in the Smithwick, and I just kept kind of going. He kept trying his heart out, and uh, yeah, Bernie came and beat us. But <laughs> yeah, amazing. <laughs> well, no, Mikey came and beat yeah, us. Yeah, Mikey that came day. and got you that day. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, he was second in the Smithwick, second in the Turf Riders. Second in the Lonesome Glory, yeah. and then second in the Grand National, which uh, in, in a year where everybody else was very inconsistent, inconsistent. Yeah. he ran his race every time. Yeah. You know, yeah, you couldn't ask, you couldn't ask for more. I mean, no, I, you know, no, like he's as I say at home, he's he's very straightforward. He loves life. All he wants to do is gallop, and once you give him a canter, that's it. He wants to go again, and like he nearly gallop back to the barn. But yeah, you turn him out in the field. He he loves it. Like he goes, he bucks and kicks every day. Trying to lead him around after riding him out is probably the hardest part of the whole thing. He gets a bit full of himself. He's going to go three mile in the Iroquois. He's never gone that distance before, but I can't see why he won't get it. Yeah, um, he looks like a horse who kind of, yeah. he'll give his shot no matter how far. Yeah, I think he'll, he'll run his race one way or the other. There's a lot of jumping there, which will suit him. He's pretty quick over a hurdle. So, yeah, we'll see in a week's time or whatever it is. Yeah. What's he, and you said he looks better than he did last year. Do you think kind of probably the break did him a little bit of good? He probably had a pretty hard year last year, yeah, really. Yeah, he had a pretty hard year. He he uh, Actually, before we bought him, he ran on the Sunday, and then he went, he, he ran on the flat on the Sunday, and then he went and he won over steeplechase fences on the Tuesday and then we bought him and he was shipped over two weeks later shipped into the farm was there for a week went to Saratoga back home so looking through his form his old form he's never actually 
had a proper break in his life. So the winter off, he seems to have filled out, and he looks looks magnificent at the moment. Oh, that's great. And uh, and he would have gone to Camden too with you guys earlier? He, he was down in Camden, yeah. I'm actually the only one that's ridden him out since he's come to America. Oh, nice. Keep <laughs> yeah, it that way. <laughs> yeah. So that, yeah, because he had a hard year last year, she kind of didn't want to start him back as early as the rest of them. So but he's, he's going great at the moment. Yeah, you mentioned you, you said you're the only guy to sit on him. Do you have favorites? You know, do you... <laughs> Yeah, there's a Bob LeBeau was one that I was the only one allowed to ride out. Yeah, Lionel is the same. I ride him every day, modem, renowned most of the time. Okay. Um, they're kind of my horses. Yeah, I like to ride them every day. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, if you don't like the horses, you wouldn't do it. You know, yeah. that's the point. Uh, like, this isn't the job to me. Like, I, I ride horses all day long. It's all I've ever done all my life. It's all I know, but it's all I've ever wanted to do. So it's great. Yeah, uh, so back up a little bit to Ireland. You grew up in a horse family. Your father's a point-to-point trainer over yeah, there? Yeah, my dad trains uh, mainly point-to-pointers. He, for the last 10 years, he's been getting a lot of Jiggenstown houses, youngsters, and he'll get them schooled up, run them in a point-to-point, and then um, they'll go home for the summer and go on to other trainers after. And he uh, buys a lot of, pretty much all the horses we have start off as three-year-olds. They'll run as a four-year-old in a point-to-point and try to sell them. That's kind of what he's done. He's 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 made his life out of us. So. Yeah, and, and he's Pat Doyle, right? Pat Doyle, Pat yeah. Doyle. And where, where about in Ireland are you? Tipperary. Okay. Yeah, just between Tardis and Cashel. So did you always want to be a jockey? Was that the plan? Yeah, as I say, I, t- I don't know a lot else. I've all I've ever done is ridden horses all my life. I was champion novice, point to point rider when I was seventeen, and uh, then I w- actually went to Alan King's, and I was only meant to go for a season and stay as an amateur and go home. That was always the plan. I haven't been back home since. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when I went to England, I was able to do pretty lightweight at the time and said I'd turn conditional and give it a go and I had a couple of great years over there. And then just when I lost my claim and getting hard work trying to get rides and make a living there, decided to come over here for a summer. Just I just wanted to do something different and yeah, I haven't looked back since. <laughs> yeah, you came to ride in Saratoga, which would have been 2014. 14. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And was there an introduction or how did you end up connecting with uh, the Vosses to come here and ride? So my dad had had met Gary before and Elizabeth before. He wouldn't have been known him that well, but they've got a, a good mutual friend. And I rang dad and he was like, let me make a few phone calls. So he rang me back and he's like, yeah, there's a job in America for you if you want to go. I didn't know who I was coming working for. I'd only, I'd spoke to Gary Murray. So I was like, I was trying to Google Murray. I didn't. He was like, oh, yeah, the missus has the license. And I had no idea who I was working for. Wow. Yeah. Didn't know and hadn't didn't know anything about the racing over here, really. So I just yeah got in the plane. And as I say, it's worked out since. It's been great. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. And uh, again, if you're if you don't know, uh, Jack rides first call for Elizabeth Voss and, and Gary Murray's her husband. And they uh, Gary buys a lot of horses. Elizabeth's the trainer. They're farms in Maryland. But you you follow the circuit. So you're in Saratoga in the summer. And then on weekends you're wherever the jump races yeah, are. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, we 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 send horses up to Saratoga every year. When I came over first, it was only at the farm for maybe a week or ten days, and then we went up to Saratoga, and I gave the summer there. Probably not a bad introduction to America. <laughs> no, that's a good way to do it, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I went back and got my full visa sorted, and uh, yeah, I've been coming back since. I go home every winter, but now do you ride some races in the winter when you're over there? Or help dad with the horses, uh, or what do you do? Yeah, well, I work at home mainly. He's got a couple that he runs on the track that 
I'll ride, I'll ride it when I'm there. So they were pretty busy there. So unless you want to, if you want to be getting rides in Ireland, you have to be going around riding out for people. And I own a few horses, youngster, younger horses with my dad shares in them and stuff. Oh, so okay. I have to go back and pay my way. <laughs> Yeah, I think I saw a photo of you at a point-to-point uh, yeah. on, the, on the ground leading one yeah, around, right? Leading up, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, takes all, it takes everybody to do it. Yeah. Now, uh, other people will certainly remember the fall at Belmont a couple years ago. I mean, and, yeah. and, and I know you do. Jack had a fall. He was leading Jackie at the time and uh, had a fall at Belmont, broke his pelvis and a few other things, but and missed the rest of the year. It certainly doesn't seem like it's bothering you now. Was it a tough? Was it tough to come back? Not anywhere near as tough as I thought it would be. Like I had the the metal work in my waist for three months, and at the time they told me I wouldn't sit in a horse for six to nine months, and I told them that wouldn't happen. <laughs> so I had the <laughs> stubborn bunch of jockeys yeah, are. I had the metal work out maybe two weeks, and I went home for Christmas, and I was like, I gotta, I'm, I'm just gonna try and see how it is, and it felt fine, and I came back over then. I. I had an appointment to see the doctor and he was like, I hear you've been on a horse. And I was like, yeah. He was like, how was it? And I was like, it was fine. He was like, well, you're obviously all right then. I don't need to see you again. And that was, yeah, I haven't looked back since. Wow. Yeah, there were three months with all that brace and things on. Yeah. That, that was some recovery, I'm sure. And then you've been lucky enough to get on some obviously good horses with with Elizabeth, with Bob LeBeau and Modem and some of these others. But you won an Iroquois with Demonstrative and, uh, yeah. you know, we're fortunate enough to ride some other horses. What's it like to get on horses like that? You know, the, the, the top class horses horses in the game. Yeah, that's what makes it really worthwhile. Um, obviously, Ronak as well was oh, yeah. beating Willie's two horses that came over. That My dad was there that day as well, so that made that pretty special. Um, that was the Iroquois 2016. 16. 2016. Yeah, Iroquois 16, 2016 yeah. on Ronak, yeah. That was a pretty special day. Demonstrative kind of, it all happened so quick, I didn't it was over before I'd even known what had happened because obviously Robbie got hurt that day and I got on a couple for Richard and I didn't know that much about Demonstrative at the time. I know I'd beaten him in, in the Smithwick the year before and then I'd fallen upside him at the last on McCarry and I knew he'd gone on and won, I think he won the Grand National then that yeah. year. That was, as I say, I didn't know a lot about American jump racing at the time. I didn't really even follow it when I went home. So yeah, I like I was, this was Richard's pride and joy that horses everyone knows I just kind of got on and yeah it worked out great yeah he was he was a he was a fun horse to cheer for because it was a long his career was long enough for people to kind of get yeah, behind him and follow him. him Richard Valentine had him and uh uh just retired a couple years ago but uh definitely a fun horse to to get on and fun horse to watch and you brought up Ronak beating beating the Irish in the Iroquois that had to feel good for you right I mean yeah yeah, I actually had um I was on the way back home that evening and Eddie O'Leary who's Michael O'Leary's brother rang me like so most people at home wouldn't follow it but everyone at home knew about it so yeah it was pretty special yeah that's good no and that was a he was a serious horse too it's a shame he's gotten hurt now and hadn't been able to come back but uh yeah. I mean Ronak the, the few races he did run here were pretty yeah they were was, pretty good yeah. yeah he was he was pretty good I rode him in Far Hills in the Grand National the year before we didn't know a lot about him and I got off him and I said to Sarah I was like if I knew this horse he wouldn't have come off the bridle and then yeah he came back next year and proved how good he was he probably he would have been coming competitive if he'd gone to Cheltenham that year when we were prepping yeah. him to get ready to go over for the stairs hurdle. He's not your typical American horse. He was a big, strong horse, but he just galloped and jumped and he uh, 
other horses couldn't go with him. What's the uh, you've mentioned it a couple of times here? Just the, the the thrill of riding good horses is that the best part of your job? Like, what's the best part of being a jump jockey? Oh yeah, like the thrill and the adrenaline rush. You get a win, and whether it's a maiden claim or, or a Grade One, like it's still winners are still good. Um, as I say, I love I love riding horses anyway, and be able. To, I never thought I'd probably my career would still be going at this stage because I've. I'm tall and didn't think I'd keep my weight as well as I have. So to be able to do it and ride in grade one horses it makes getting out of bed a little bit easier in the morning. Anyway. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing like it. That's for sure. And uh, well, yeah. So what's the uh, what's the future for you? I mean, you said your career. You didn't think it'd last this long. You're gonna you're gonna keep doing this for ten more years, or as long as anybody will let you. Or? Keep doing it as long as I'm enjoying it. Like as I said, I've been getting a bit more involved with the horses at home with that and stuff. So one day I'll go back and do that. As I say, as long as I'm enjoying this, I don't see why I wouldn't keep doing it. It's plenty of time to go home and graft real hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and people see it. Obviously, English and Irish jump racing is much bigger than American jump racing. But what's uh, for somebody who wouldn't know? What's the difference? I mean, it, or is is good racing good racing? Willie Mullins brought he's over and tried to take him on. Like good racing is good racing. You generally need a different type of horse for this country than you do at home and you probably can't train them as hard because it's hot and the ground is hard and you're going to try and look after them a little bit more. It's different, but good horses are good horses at the end of the day. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you've ridden lots of American, English, Irish race courses. You got favorite favorite race course? Nashville's. Yeah. <laughs> like Nashville, yeah. Nashville's pretty nice. Yeah, Nashville's probably the best the best American course I think it's a big galloping track the ground is always beautiful there there's a lot of jumping you'll generally the best horse will win there because you've got to jump and you've got to stay it's usually nice weather too it's in the yeah, spring yeah it's usually nice weather <laughs> um, that always helps there's a lot of different types of tracks over here you generally need a, a fast horse you need a horse with a, a high cruising speed and that obviously handles quick ground. That would be the, the biggest difference from here to home. At home, you're usually riding on, well, you'd call it unraceable. But <laughs> soft. Uh, soft. Soft, heavy ground. <laughs> Races are probably run at a little bit slower tempo. If you're riding over chase fences, they take a bit more jumping, whereas the hurdles are similar enough to the hurdles we race over in this country. Yeah, it, it, it's different, but at the end of the day, it is still horses galloping around the field. Yeah, exactly. Still a race. For first one yeah. to the wins no yeah. matter how you no matter how you get there and uh i've seen you ride a few timber races now too that's different from home and yeah uh, that's a bit different i've only had one timber winner so far but i've, I've had a good who few was the one timber winner richard's horse down in high hope we're gonna put him on the spot i'm yeah, gonna look it up don't worry <laughs> <laughs> i shouldn't mr lickety oh right, right, perfect yeah. perfect yeah but I've seen, yeah, you've had a few spins, though, I've on some had, different I've horses. Good, yeah, yeah, I've had a good few rides over Timber. Um, what's what's different than that? I mean, that is very different from anything at home, really. I mean, Yeah, but I, I rode a lot of show jumping and eventing okay. as a kid, so it's still riding a horse around the field over jumps. So. Make it sound easy. <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, growing up? Obviously, your father, but do you have uh, – are there some mentors or people who helped you along the way? Yeah, Davy Russell was always – Around our place as a kid, he was he'd be very good friends with my dad. Obviously, I idolized Ruby. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's different than anyone I've ever seen riding a horse. He's why? What makes him so good? Oh, he's just he's just different class. Davey's not far off now. Ruby, he just never moves. Like he's just poetry in motion watching him on a horse. Yeah, he's always in the right place at the right time. Horses don't get particularly hard races with him because he nurses a horse through a race, which is kind of the way I like I like to ride as well. I like to take my time, and you only get paid to be in front at the winning line, so... <laughs> doesn't matter um, the rest of the Yeah, race. doesn't always work out, but Ruby was, was the one 
when I was really young, probably Richard Dunwoody. Mm-hmm. That was I was really young then. Um, and then yeah, I've watched Ruby all my life, and I don't try to ride like anyone. But if I could ride like anyone, it'd be like try him. to ride like him. Yeah, sure, that's probably the best way to do it. What um. I know you've been up close in the standings a few times. You got hurt when it looked like you were going to be champion jockey. Is that something you think about, trying to be champion jockey? Or I'd love to be, obviously. Everyone would love to be. I'm not going to put myself under any pressure. It's either going to happen or it's not. I'll try to get on the best horses every weekend if I can. That'll help. <laughs> it's not about, yeah, it's about getting on the best horses at the end of the day, staying healthy, staying fit. I'm not going to let it bother me if I'm not. As long as I'm riding nice horses and staying healthy, I'll be happy. Yeah, definitely. No, that's the kind of the way you got to approach it, I would yeah. think, because you, you would get, you'd probably get thinking about it too much if you yeah. tried to do that. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't mean the last day of the season you're not going to be thinking about it. Well, <laughs> I'm still going to go out and ride, ride the horses the exact same as I'd ride yeah. them any other week. So. Yeah, what, um, what, what do you think you do well as a jockey? Say you're a trainer and you're looking at Jack Doyle ride, you say, that guy does what that I like? I, I just like to get horses settled into a rhythm and uh, keep it as simple as possible, really. You can overthink these things, but as long as you've got a horse switched off and breathing and jumping right, if you're there turning in right or good enough or they're not at that stage. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> good way to put it. And uh, we'll bring it full circle. So we're taking Modem to the Iroquois. What's your perfect trip in the Iroquois for him? <laughs> Be in front of the line. <laughs> <laughs> um, second, third, fourth. I'll just jump him off, let him get into a rhythm. It's three miles. If we're close enough turning in, he'll either be good enough from there or he won't. Yeah. No, on a horse like that, you know, again, if he's good enough, he's going to give it He's going to give it his best shot yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like he, as I say, he's very straightforward. You could drop him You could drop him in last or you could jump him out in front. Either way, he's not going to be bothered. He'll just go and do whatever you ask him to do. Right. So, yeah, as I say, we'll jump off. If someone wants to go, they can go. If they're crawling, I won't be too far away. Just keep it as simple as possible. And uh, what do you do when you're not riding horses? Play a little bit of golf badly. Okay. <laughs> that seems like a jockey thing, right? You know. Uh, yeah, well, we're generally done at Voss's by 11 o'clock or half 11, somewhere around there most days. If, if I haven't got to go schooling somewhere else, it's usually a nap. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you live uh, right on the farm? Live on the farm, okay. yeah. So then when you've got a full afternoon... Four hours playing golf is a good way to put it down. Yeah. Who's the best golfer on the circuit? <laughs> I usually play with Ross and Gus, and we're all kind of as bad as each other. <laughs> <laughs> or as we, good as each other. It depends how you put it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Whichever way you want to look at it. Yeah, we usually would all beat each other at some stage, and we don't keep score. Like, right. It's just something to do. It's a bit of a fun go out with the lads for a couple hours. And that part of it's kind of fun to watch, too. You guys are all part. You compete like anything on the race course, but it's a real sort of group of, group of people, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, we're all yeah the best of friends at the back of it. Like, we're, we'd cut each other's throat to get a ride, but we'd never, we very rarely fall out with each other. Once it's whatever happens in a race is usually left in a race. There might be a few bad words when you go back into the weigh room, but after that, it's forgotten about. Yeah. No, and you really see that. I mean, not, not that not that anybody wants anybody to get hurt, but when you see somebody get a fall the, the day at the hospital at Belmont, everybody was there. Yeah. You know, all yeah. the other jocks are there yeah, no, to check on you. To, you know? Yeah, and, like, yeah, we all, we all know the risks we're taking, and uh, if something happens, one of the lads, we're all going to do what we can to help out. Yeah, no, that's cool to see. And, uh and the the last thing I got to ask you is about the um, ride on Andy Amu at uh, Middleburg. It looked like a bit of an adventure at the water jump. At the water jump, yeah. 
yeah, he just kind of dropped his legs in the water and it probably looked a lot worse than it felt. There's it some a, great photos. Yeah, there is. I've seen some photos. <laughs> it was a lot more look than skill that we, uh, I just hung on as tight as I could. He managed to find a leg. He's a classy old horse. So like he just got himself back into the race. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, he recovered there so well and then yeah. you could kind of see him. Okay, I got this. And then yeah. he goes on and wins the race. Yeah, you know? I took a couple of jumps just to get him back into a rhythm and then once he got back upside a couple of horses, he was he was away then. As I say, it was a lot more luck that we managed to stay on our feet than than any skill, but uh, I'm glad he did. Yeah, that's right, that's all right. That's racing, that's for sure. And, uh, well, um, best of luck at uh, Nashville, and we'll see you there, and yeah. hopefully Modem can uh, get to the finish line first, and hopefully. he deserves one. Yeah, he does deserve one. If he's not there, hopefully he'll be somewhere along the way this year. Cool, perfect. Thanks for your time. All right, thank you. Thanks for listening to another edition of Jumping Around. Jumping Around is a production of ThisIsHorseRacing.com, home of original content about thoroughbred racing from the steeplechase circuit, Saratoga, Fairhill, and beyond. You can subscribe to our products via the podcast app on your phone or tablet by searching This Is Horse Racing. This edition was recorded and produced at Howling Wolf Recording Studio in Baltimore, Maryland. Special thanks to our sponsors, Brown Advisory and the Maryland Horse Industry Board. It takes great dedication and focus to leave your mark. Brown Advisory works with individuals, families, and institutions to do just that. With offices in Austin, Baltimore, Boston, Chapel Hill, London, New York, Washington, D.C., and Wilmington, Delaware, Brown Advisory is committed to delivering first-class performance, thoughtful advice, and the highest level of service to its clients around the globe. Visit brownadvisory.com and see how they can help you achieve your financial goals.